And welcome to today's edition of Peer Pressure. My guest is Steve Zing. We'll be talking, uh, among other things, about his uh, career playing for Danzig, his band Mara's Drug, Inside Jokes with Doyle, Bunt Cakes, and three great things about Lodi, New Jersey. That's part of the conversation. Please stay tuned. Thanks to Lita Martinez for editing the podcast and to Liz Berg for all the other podcast support. We are WFMU. Hello, Diane. Oh, hello. How are you? Thank you for coming. And Steve is live in the studio. What have you been up to lately? Um, making music. Doing... Uh got Dano sitting here. Dano. And Dano's the bass player, of course, for Mara's Drug and formerly Doomtree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're making music and, of course, the Danzig thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we got now, when you say the Danzig thing, so so flippantly and so casually, I mean, that, that's a big thing. Um, yeah. You I, play I, big I, places. You play with big bands and festivals. Like, that's a... Yeah. Like, yeah. who have you shared this... Who, I mean... In terms of billing, and you went like you do a big festival in Europe. Who is Danzig playing with next to now? Uh, let's see. We played. We opened for Aerosmith. Th- yes. Uh, we're supposed to be opening for Iron Maiden, I think, in May. Wow. Um, yeah, things like that. So it's all good. We, we, you know, we finished this legacy tour this past year mm-hmm. at the Bonnaroo Festival. Oh, right. Bonnaroo. So, How was that? It's 80,000 screaming, filthy, dirty, sweaty people. <laughs> but great. It was a great show. And you're, you're, you're washed and clean when you get up on stage. And Absolutely. Laugh, laughing at them. Absolutely. You guys are dirty. I only get my picture taken with blood on me, but I'm clean. <laughs> I, you know what? I think you know, it's a great festival. I just couldn't do it as a, uh, as a spectator. Mm. That's just, you know. Tennessee in, in the summer is just not a, a place to be. Yeah, just that description, Tennessee in the summer, yeah. uh, no, not my vacation. For the, for the artists, it was great because they have air-conditioned, uh, you know, uh, restroom trailers and, mm. and air-conditioned tents where, where the artists eat and stuff. So it wasn't so bad. Well, they have to take care of the talent. I mean, you guys can't go out there, like, exhausted and... You know. You have bands like Chili Peppers around the bill and Alice Cooper and the Beach Boys. Wow. Alice Cooper was great. He was Alice Cooper is always great. I have oh I've seen Alice Cooper like every year for years and years and years, you know, if I can. Lately the tickets have been very expensive for him, but um, uh, tickets in general. <coughs> but uh, and, you know, the band was great. He had that Oriental, the girl, the, mm-hmm. the guitar player. Is she Australian? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or Swedish or something. But she was amazing. Yeah. So the whole band was amazing. He always knows what to play and who to have in his band. He's al- you know, there's there's always an angle. He's just he always has it going on. They band. just went on without a sound check, and they just line check and boom they were going and really it was amazing wow well festivals you don't get sound yeah checks, that's so. true yeah but um, yeah so that's what we got going on mm. and uh so did that take up your whole summer uh no we we only did nine shows mm-hmm. uh this year i think i think seven out of nine were or no i think two or three were legacies and then the rest were just danzig with doyle 
Oh. And then we'll be doing a Danzig with Doyle show April 13th in Long Beach, California. Really? Yeah, at the Punk Rock Picnic. Uh, do tell. What is the Punk Rock Picnic? There's got to be something. Uh... Well, you know, I found out about it on Facebook. So it's always <laughs> good to find out about your own show. About your own Facebook. show. <laughs> yeah. So the Punk Rock Picnic is us and Gore and the Stains and 45 Grave. Wow. Shattered Faith, uh, Channel 3. Wow. The Mentors. What year is this? Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah. I thought this was an old poster. I had no idea. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's all good. And, of course, uh, you know, dancing we had Tommy Victor from Prong and, of course, the, the great Johnny Kelly on drums. Mm-hmm. And um, so in this last set, we played some Doom Tree, which I, I want to talk to you about just because I adore that, that Doom Tree record. That the, uh, I'm proud record. of it. It's a, it's a great, great record. And now the band is called Mara's Drug. What was the... Um, the problem was <laughs> we had uh, filed for a patent or a trademark uh, for the name. And at the same... Now, we bought the, the DoomTree.com. Mm-hmm. I bought that in August of 2001. And two years later, another band called Doomtree bought Doomtree.net, already knowing that we had Doomtree.com. Right. Um, we had sent them a cease and desist from our lawyer. Mm-hmm. They never responded. Mm. But we had the intent, and we did file for a trademark. And at the same time, they filed for a trademark. The only difference is they had a friend who was a, an attorney. So now they sent us paperwork. Of course, we have to respond. Mm-hmm. The fact is we had to pay our attorney every time. Oh, every time. So it was running out. into the thousands of dollars. And I talked to Dan and our guitar player, Falco, and I'm like, this just not, it's not worth the fight. And I, and I asked him, can we win? He's like, yeah, you can win at some point. But at it depends – you know, how long they want to keep going. And even if at a discounted rate that he was giving us, it still ran into thousands of dollars, and it just wasn't worth it. Right. I'm like, let's just change the name and take money and invest it in ourselves and recording rather than give it to a lawyer because mm. I hate lawyers. You even hate your lawyer? Uh, he's a nice guy. Uh, He's <laughs> probably listening. I don't really care. <laughs> Good. I like that I don't about care. you, Steve. You know, it is what it is. And so what's the significance of the name Mara's drug? There is no significance. Who's Mara? Well, Mara could be anybody. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know if it was, you know, if that was the name of like a drug company or... It's not the owner of the Giants. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, because they're... um, But it's a great band. I know. (laughs) I know. I'm proud of it. And it's ac- you know what marriage drug the 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 actual um cd that you can get on itunes it's actually the probably the the first cd that i've ever done that i actually listened to because i can't oh. listen to anything from the past it kind of like the doom tree stuff is cool mm-hmm. and i like this certain songs like the light that you play that is one of my favorite but the marriage drug i can listen to it over and over really yeah because i'm like well if i was a fan i would actually listen to that mm-hmm. so i'm a fan of my own band well, but what about your history? 
I mean, you have you have such a rich history, and you've been in so many other bands. You're a member of the Undead and Morning Noise, and do you? I mean, and Sam Hain, we haven't even really touched on. You know, um, I'm I'm all proud of everything, and and I feel blessed, and I am blessed to you know I'm just a kid from Lodi, New Jersey, who who's done pretty good, but. Um, I li- like some of the stuff I can listen to. Like every once in a while, I'll, I'll put on a Sam Hain song or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I was there. Right. Yeah. You so know, you don't, it's not, it's a, not, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird to listen to yourself. Yeah. But like I said, the marriage drug thing, I could listen to it because I, I actually enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, you know, it just hits me in a different way. I, is that possible? Um, it, it, could it be because you've, you enjoy your songwriting like, like i mean everything is a is a growth right and it's like you know you you learn you get better and you see like you know morning noise or something from years and years and years ago as as well when i wasn't that good or when i didn't know how to write this or i didn't write that or i you know what i look at it different as as different parts of my life and morning noise of course i started when i was in high school mm-hmm. and um you know of course, being young and, and naive and not so good. That's the best way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it was strictly grassroots. You know, you go in the studio, you record, you play loud, and how it comes out, it comes. And I'm like I said, I'm proud of everything. This one, though, I think because the band, Marriage Drug, I mean, myself and Dano here, you know, he's he's like my brother and Falco. You know, we're like brothers, and, and it's such an easy it's an easy situation. No one walks mm. on eggshells. There's no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's really no problems. Like, you, you don't, we couldn't play, if we didn't play together for a year and we got together in a room, it would be like we were playing every day. Wow. It's just real easy. Mm-hmm. So it makes it that much, much more enjoyable. Cool. Yeah, you haven't had a fist fight. There's been no fist fights, and I've actually had fist fights in the past with band members. Really? Absolutely. Which bands? Uh, there was a band that used to I used to have called China. Oh. I had them smack somebody right in the mouth. But, really? Uh, Did they remain in the band? Yeah, absolutely. If they can take your shot, they stay well, in the band. It, you know. <laughs> And just for the record, Steve Zink is like is one of the nicest guys on the planet. You can I like to tell. think so. And the but so, God knows what they were doing to get to get to get punched like that. I I seem to attract people um, that I have fights with, and and um, I had a fight in a supermarket because somebody pushed me into the muffins, <laughs> <laughs> and I smacked him, and then I hit him with a bunk cake. True story. Really? Absolutely. Did you have to like buy the bakery at that point? No, it was in A and P. It was in the bake- bakery department. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. So they didn't. They didn't say. Well, the cops came. Everybody. Uh, it was. It was a big scene. Wow. And then there was a situation with the shovel. Mm-hmm. I. Oh, that's another story. Steve, do we need to take you to some kind of anger management? No, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm really mellow. And then a few weeks ago in, in my gym, I was just working out and I wound up, I punched a guy because he got in my face. <laughs> it was a long story, but I'll, I'm a, you know. Fear him. No, absolutely not. Fear him. Well, absolutely. only if he has baked goods about him at mm. the time. 
No, I won't hit you with a cupcake. Just a bunt cake. Just a, just a bunt cake. Because the sound it makes. <laughs> bunt. Bunt. <laughs> <coughs> so I did play in this last set also um, your version of Del Shannon's Runaway. Ah. And uh, I wanted to find out about that. Um, was that released? So here's what happened with that. When I was about 18, I think it was, I had never done any kind of singing, and that Runaway song was one of my favorite songs. Uh, when I was a kid, I listened, there was three things I listened to before I got into punk rock. Elvis, mm-hmm. Kiss, and 50s music, and some 60s stuff. And that Dale Shannon's Runaway was one of my favorite you know, favorite songs, and I wanted to try singing. So we went into the studio, myself, uh, Mike Morantz, his brother uh, uh, Chris, who was in Morning Noise, hmm. and we uh, we recorded a version of it, and I just wanted to try singing. So I pressed 145s. Wow. And I sent it to um, this uh, college thing, and it went to, like, number five on the college charts. But I never released it. Because I never got any permission to actually s- send it out, so I just I recorded a hundred copies, and I've I've seen them for up to like somebody had one for sale on eBay for like seven hundred dollars. Really? Do like, you have a copy? I have like two. Mm-hmm. So was it a whole? I'm, I'm gonna I'm saving them for my daughters. Oh, oh nice. Was it a picture sleeve? Was it yes, a whole? It was. it was. It was. It was done up, but it for the was. most part, it was promos. Uh, yes, that's mm-hmm. all it was. It was just for, you know. Because I felt like being somebody. <laughs> well, but that's a great way to do it. I found that I found that on YouTube, and I thought, well, what on earth? I didn't even know it was on YouTube. Yeah, so somebody somebody who has one of those forty uh, fives. Well, I hope they make money with it. <laughs> so let's see. Somebody, I have a question here from a um, a listener who says, "How does a nineteen year old teenager um, from Ridgefield, New Jersey, make it into the professional field of music?" How does a 48-year-old man make it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? You just you just keep playing. If you're a musician, keep playing. Mm-hmm. Be your be yourself because everyone else has been taken. Very good. I like that. That's all I can say. Be yourself. You know, write your own music and play. Play backyards, barbecues, clubs, high schools. It doesn't matter. Just play. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. And keep away from all the crap out there. The baked goods. The, keep at, keep away from the bakeries. <laughs> <coughs> um, let's see. There is another question here. Oh, um, somebody says, what's it like looking over at Doyle while you're on stage? Do you, do you guys have inside jokes and things from childhood? We absolutely – because Doyle and I went to, you know, from kindergarten through high school together. Oh, really? Absolutely. And so that oh. – because that's how I met Glenn – Danzig and everything. Um, in 1978, uh, Doyle comes into school and says, "Hey, remember I told you my brothers in in the band? Of course, the uh, the original incarnation of the Misfits." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, you know, they're, they're rehearsing at my house after school. Why don't you come by?" So, I'm a little kid, I'm 13, I think, and I go by and into the garage, and there they are the original Misfits, mm-hmm. and they started playing, and right there, it, I, it changed my life. 
really? right there. I said, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna play, I can do this, and I'm gonna be in a band with this guy. And that was it. Wow. Changed my life. So when you're getting back to your original question, when Doyle and I are on stage, we'll walk by each other and I'll he'll shout out a name of a teacher that we had in first grade. <laughs> and or you know, and I'll shout out something else to him and he'll go, Oh my god. Oh I forgot about her. Yeah, yeah. Both Doyle and I had a crush on our second grade teacher. We'll never forget her, Mrs. Sor Miss Sorbello. She was so hot second grade teacher mm -hmm. we were feeling things we had no idea what was going on in our bodies but this <laughs> this girl was hot well she was probably like in her early 20s you know i mean as a teacher but you, you were know. seven well it doesn't matter she was this, this miss sorbello was hot she was you know she and she was like uh you know of course second grade they teach everything but you know she always would have us make us do fun art projects and stuff it was oh she was so hot went <laughs> uh, <coughs> must be something in the Lodi water. Hey, it keeps us young. The Lodi water is great. There's three great things about Lodi, mm -hmm. where we grew up. Yes, the water, mm -hmm. Hank's Frank's, and Lodi Pizza. Hank's Frank's. Buy eight, get one free. Really? Absolutely. Oh my God. You know the Hank's motto? I'm afraid to ask. We use no fat, we use no grease. Our hot dogs you'll digest with ease. You'll digest with ease. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's kind of a mouthful for a hot dog slogan. You're right, but it works. I, well, at least you remember it. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the motto. It's a Hank's motto. Hey, so um, I have you here, obviously, to be a guest DJ uh, uh, as well as being a guest. Um, Absolutely. What are we going for on your playlist? We're going to start off with a, a little marriage drug Christmas medley. Uh -huh. Just to, you know, we're still, we're still in Christmas, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, mm -hmm. and of course, approaching New Year. Yes. Absolutely. Is there an apostrophe in marriage drug? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, let's see what we've got here. Oh, you know what? Before we get going with music, I want to dedicate this this uh, whole thing to Pat Duncan. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I do I do want to uh, of course acknowledge that that you've been a friend of WFMU for years and years and years. How many bands of yours have played many. And yeah. the the first time I played WFMU was in April of 1982. Wow. Yeah. And who was that with? That was with Morning Noise. Okay. Nice. So, 1982. And was that on Pat's show? That was on Pat's show. There you go. In uh, at the old Uppsala College. Mm-hmm. With Never the forget it. Orange shag carpet. In Absolutely. The yes. In the student center. Mm. So oh right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was before our move to the house, right? Right, and there were some. Then I used to come and mix bands for Pat. Oh yeah. And he reminded me one time of two bands that I mixed. And one was The Offspring and one was Green Day. Wow. Not bad for a, for a resume. Not bad. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. So we'll dedicate these to Pat. One of these days he'll stop by. I hope so. So this is a, you said this is a Christmas medley? Absolutely. All right. Let's hear what we got. Here we go. Dead balls with bows of 
And we have returned. My guess is Steve Zay. Yeah. Hey, can we talk like the, the radio stations in New York? Um, WFMU. What would that be, Steve? Uh, it's, uh, what time hey, is it? Uh, it's, uh, it's two minutes four. after the hour. That's 120 seconds to me and you. Let's unwrap every day like a gift. You're much better at that than I am. Well, it's the weather out there, Diane. <laughs> it's frightful. How are the roads? The, the, the roads were, were all right coming down. Well, but I'm not, I am not a traffic reporter. Hey, so let's uh, talk about what we just heard. It was Forsaken by Mara's Drug. Mm-hmm. And then we had in there The Violators, one of the greatest punk bands besides The Misfits to come out of New Jersey. They're from Clifton, aren't they? Yep. Yes. Steve Haydorn. Oh. Yeah. I think I'm friends with him on Facebook. I, you probably are. Oh, good. I have that 40. They were, oh, and that he, was like Aldo's days. Like that was, oh, that's kind of. Before that. Yeah. Well, but, that's that's when I got that. And he sent me some, some stuff of unreleased. It's great. One of my favorite punk bands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Great stuff. And uh, and in between there, we had a little Glenn Danzig sandwich. Yeah, that was the, from uh, Glenn's 45 mm-hmm. that he did of uh, Who Killed Marilyn in Spook City. Yeah. That's the... Uh, and Billy Weedo called in. He did. I know. I haven't spoke to Billy in years. In years. And uh, there are a lot of people checking in on the playlist. And uh, people want to know when Mara's Drug is going to be touring, playing, what's next for Mara's Drug. So do tell. We're, uh, we're working on it. Mm-hmm. You, know, it's, <coughs> you know, it's tough around here to play because we don't really have, uh, you know, that many places like we used to. And right. one of the good places, of course, is Dingbats, you know, um, uh, it's a great venue, and Freddie Dingo is 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 really supportive of, of bands and everything, and giving them chances and letting them come in and and play whether they bring in ten people or a hundred people. Right. Um, it's one of the only good places to play. It's one of the only outlets we have left. Right. Well, here. that's true in terms of size. You know, right. you you can't go into some giant place in in New York, and even a lot of the Brooklyn venues are pretty big. Yeah. So, but we're working on it. But so, how old is the um, is the CD that that we just heard the uh, Forsaken off of? Uh, about a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're working on new stuff. And so you are the vocalist for Mara's Drug. Do I you am. play any instruments in Mara's Drug? No, thankfully. So what's with that? Because you started off as a drummer, from what I know about your history, right? In in uh, Morning Noise and some early, and then I guess. You became a bass player. Only what? because that's what, that's what was paying. Oh, okay. <laughs> if it was xylophone, I would have played that too. You know. But that makes you a professional because you get paid. Because I get paid to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. So Wait. how did that go? How, how was the, the transition? It was really simple. When we did the uh, Danzig-Sam Hain tour in 1999, it was myself and Glenn, of course, London May, and um, our original guitar player, Damien, couldn't do because he was playing with Iggy Pop. And uh, the original bass player wasn't going to do it. So we decided that, being that London and I were both drummers and Sam Hain, we had to kind of figure something out. So Glenn said, you play bass on the stuff that London played drums on, and London will play bass, you know, on, on what you play drums on. So I'm like, I never played bass before. Wow. So 
I got a bass and practiced the songs. And then what happened was six years ago with Danzig, Glenn called me and he's like, oh, we just fired our bass player. I said, oh, sorry, I don't know any. He says, well, but what about you? I'm like, well, I'm not a bass player. He goes, you could do it. That's really cool. So I called up Dan. I'm like, I need to borrow a bass <laughs> so I can learn these songs. I'm like, and I lent you two. He lent me two bases. Really? And now, thanks to the great company called Schechter, they they really uh, take care of me and give me my bases and take care of me. So it's all really good. But so it was actually Glenn Danzig's doing to make you a bass player. Yeah. That's a, that's great. I mean, and it was at a great time because I was just going through a divorce, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, what do you do after being with one person for eighteen years, and you know, tour. Don't know anything. you go on tour. You go on, you on you tour. Go on tour. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the alimony tour. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story for another time. All right, all right, all right. But that no, but that that really is uh, you know. I mean, and I I've never met Glenn Danzig, you know, and and I do go way back in terms of the the scene and all that. But I've just never spoken to him or hung out with him or anything. But to have somebody just to sec- suggest to you, no, you can play bass. I'd like you to play bass. You can do it. I mean, that's actually really huge and a, and a great boost of confidence and, and quite a lot of trust. Uh, you know what? Glenn to, trusts to, you. <laughs> to, uh, to his credit, number one, he's, he's, he's influenced so many people, including me. He changed my life from when I was a kid. Yeah. Like I said, the first time I stepped into the garage in Lodi, New Jersey, I, it just... And was it the music? Was it the aura? Was it the, It was everything. It was everything. It was like the package. It was the complete package. He got it. He's got it. That's it. They were doing something that nobody else was doing. Mm, I'm sure. And of course, he had a voice like no other. Right. And he still does. And But let's get back to music. All right. So, you know, I'm going to play you something. I just spoke to Sal B. of Sardonica, and he said, yeah, it's cool. It's it's cool. So Sardonica is doing, uh, I guess, a new, a new CD. And Sardonica is who? Uh, they're a band out of Lodi, New Jersey. Awesome. They're really great. And so Michael Graves did a, a door song, and I'm doing a, a um, uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of the name. It's called uh, Run Around Sue by Dion yeah, and the Belmonts. Belmont. So uh, this is just All a rough mix. All you had to do say yeah, it, and no, then it I'm comes just, out. You know, I'm taken aback by this whole thing and watching you behind your board over there. Uh. But anyway, this is a rough mix. I did the vocals, and it's not done. It's not complete. There's no lead guitars or anything like that. But anyway, this is a little preview, and I'm proud of it. And so should Sardonica be, because they did a great version. And this is Runaround Sue. All right. First time I think anyone is ever hearing this. Nice. My guest is Steve Zing. We are WFMU. Here we go. Here's my story, sad but true. About a girl that I once knew She took my love and ran around With every single guy in town
Hey. Bravo, bravo. So that was... Morning Noise. Morning Noise. From Night Live at WFMU 1982. Wow. I was just a baby. Mm-hmm. And that song was Progress for the People. I think that was written by Paul and Bruce from AOD. Really? Yes. It's great how there's there's all this sort of cooperation in the New Jersey punk scene. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we were close with those guys, mm-hmm. the, the Morning Noise thing and everything. And you were, um, who, who was singing on that? That was the great Mike Mansfield. Um, still a good friend of mine, great singer. Yeah. And how much? Um, and writing? Tommy Kay um, on guitar. And Chris on bass. Tommy Kay, of course, uh, yeah, he played in a bunch of bands. Tommy Kay. Tommy K from Bedlam? Bedlam, yeah. I didn't know that. He quit Morning Noise to go to Bedlam. Did he really? He did. How did you guys feel about that? I, I hated it, but... Oh. Uh, you know. Steve. I love I love Tommy. Mm-hmm. Well, what's not to like about Tommy? He's pain in the ass, guys. but he's he, okay. He he is, but he's he's one of those poisonality guys. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what we want to call it. Mm-hmm. That's what we can call it on the radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we heard the stimulators, Harley. Yes. Yeah. And that is... He was 12 years old at the time when he did that record. Right. The, um, and, and one of our listeners pointed out um, that it's interesting that a lot of the uh, guest DJs that I have on play the stimulators. I was going to play the Rosillos because you had the Rosillos on a few weeks ago. Oh, they were awesome. Ah, oh, I love them. So great. So great. Hey, so um, how did... Um, Morning noise and the, I know you said you didn't necessarily really remember, but um, how did morning noise get together? Because I think, was that pretty much your first band? No, I had a band before that called Implosion. Actually, my first band was The Vomits. Oh, nice. Yes. Mm. The Vomits. Did you name the band? I did. You did. Absolutely. Tasteful. Lovely. (laughs) It was a remembrance of the dinner the night before. Mm Mm-hmm. And what kind of stuff were the vomits playing? We were a punk rock band. Okay. Out of Lodi, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. The Lodi band. You know what? You should. We sh- can we like do this remotely someday from Lodi Pizza? Sure. Do it in the parking lot. We could do we'll it. We'll have listeners come. I'll I'll buy the pies. Really? Absolutely. Don't say that. I will do Lodi it. Lodi Pizza will be off the hook. It will be. You really do endorse Lodi Pizza. I do endorse Lodi Pizza. Mm. And then if we could do half the show there, and then we drive down about a half mile to, to Hank's Frank's. To Hank's Frank's. Hot dogs are on me. <laughs> I want somebody to, to do a cover version of Blank Frank, but to sing Hank's Frank's. I'll do it. You will do anything. You're like that Mikey guy that we grew up with. You know what? I'm easy. Mm-hmm. Not cheap, but I'm easy. So, um, like so a then Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Easy like <coughs> Sunday morning. So, how did Morning Noise start? So, um, myself and Mike and Chris, we had this band, uh, Implosion, and we mm-hmm. played around, we played the show, please, and the Dirt Club. Oh, thanks okay. to Johnny Dirt, God rest his soul. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, and um, kind of fell apart. Mike went to college, and then Mike. And Mike had a, a college radio show that he was going to call 
the morning morning noise show, meaning like in the morning, because right. it was in the morning. And I said to him, why don't you just change it to morning like you're in morning? And that's how we did that. So then we got together back with Chris, and I I got introduced. I, for some reason, I started hanging around with Dave Scott and this other guy from a band called Suburbicide. And I met Tommy through them, and Tommy came over and jammed, and we we recorded the 45, and Glenn Danzig drew the cover of our Morning Noise 45. Mm, did you ask him? I did. Mm-hmm. Well, he offered. Cool. And um, a lot of people don't know that, but it was drawn by him. Neat. And that was that. And then, uh, and you're featured on the the Meat House cassette compilation. Yeah, you reminded me of that. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Well. And then Suburbicide is on that also. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I did drums on that. So you were um, drummer for hire, or just the local drummer guy? I, I, I don't remember how I got to do that. I was, I, I a lot of things I don't remember. Well, Good thing I didn't do any drugs because I wouldn't remember anything then. <laughs> we would be done with this segment. We'd be like, okay, Steve, thanks yeah. for, for, for remembering nothing. Um, and what about songwriting? Were you writing songs even while you were, quote, just drumming? I never played in a cover band. Um, the, first, the first instrument I ever owned was a guitar. And I, but I never had the, um, the patience to learn how to play it. But as soon as it was actually, I think it was either Mike Mansfield or Tommy that showed me how to uh, bar a chord. And once I learned how to bar a chord, I, I wrote a song. Oh, wow. That was it. So were you writing in Morning Noise? Yeah, I wrote with Mike, mm-hmm. you know. But um, Mike is a great writer. So, yeah. And then now all the way up to fast forward to Mara's Drug. Mm-hmm. What's the difference for you experientially well, in terms of writing? And you got to understand, Dano comes from a complete, like he's, his musical taste. If you look at his iPod, he's probably got one band and each song is about 10 minutes long mm. on it. I don't know. He's very into Prague and blah, blah, blah. And Falco and and John Caton, um, they came from a hardcore metal background, thrash and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So when you mix it all together and you put all the influences in it, it's really kind of unique. And Mm -hmm. people try to say, well, what's it sound like? I don't know. It sounds like us. But it is so. So you're writing. So then you're saying that the marriage drug writing experience is really kind of pieced together. Like you don't show up with a song. No, 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 no. <coughs> no, that would stink. That would suck. <laughs> it probably wouldn't. But no, it, it, it's you know it's a sum of all parts. Has it always been that way for you in all the bands that you've been in? No, but in in this in this case it works out that way. Mm-hmm. It's like a painting. You come up with a canvas, and then you just layer on, and then eventually it's... A painting. Something. Then you know when to stop. Then you know when to sign your name. Exactly. We, we all sign our names. Uh, unless you re-record it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. And how, oh, you know, I wanted to ask you, um, you're in the, uh, the video of the dancings uh, on a wicked night. Mm-hmm. How long did that video shoot take? 
I'm trying to remember. Um, well, or if you have any other video experiences, just because that's uh, that's unique, and a lot of my guests don't don't do that, so it's an interesting thing to participate in. I'm, uh, a wicked night. Uh, Red background. Oh right, that was done at um, SAR Studios in um, in Hollywood. Hmm. Took a few hours. Mm-hmm. And then we did the Juju Juju Bone video, that was shot against green screen. Oh, okay. Where they do all they shoot all these porns. Oh like really? In the valley, yeah. Yeah, that, that was cool. Nintendo. So, let's play more music. You want to play more music? Let's play more music over here at WFMU. Okay. Well, you know, really, really quick, and I don't know if you want to answer the question, but somebody wants to know if, um, if. Is Glenn the same as he is portrayed in the Aqua Teen Hunger Force? I've never seen the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Okay, so you so me neither. And and I don't want to turn this into like a show like you know Glenn Danzig. Let's ask you about him. You can because ask anything you're, you want. Well, <coughs> just from what you've said and how long you've played with him and that kind of thing, I'm 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 getting a, a vibe for for who he is and. And what he's into. Look, you know, Glenn. Glenn is a great man. He, he's changed a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. He's influenced thousands of people. Oh yeah. Um, he is who he is. He's he, determined to do what he wants to do, and how he wants to do it. And that's what he does. Yeah. And he's consistent. Yeah. What you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. And that's that. There we go. The word. The word from the man who knows. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> a five dollars and an amen, please. We'll get Elvis back on the stage drug free. Mm, you covered Elvis. You know, you just reminded me of that because mm-hmm. I forgot all about that. Yeah, one of our listeners wrote in and said that, that there was, was it the B side of that? or was uh, it One Night With You. Mm-hmm. I did a cover of that. Uh, I did all the instruments and the vocals and everything, but I forgot about that. I don't remember. I remember it now that you've reminded me, mm-hmm. but I forgot all about that. I'd have now. I have to go back into my archives and search for that song. And what was on the the B side of the Runaway single? It was actually the same thing, instrumental though. Oh, okay. So, and that was with a di- that was with a band. That wasn't you playing everything, right? It was uh, Morning Noise people. Mm-hmm. Do you do a lot of that sort of like playing around in the studio thing? Like I have my own studio, so get to. You get like the whole science, the the mad scientist thing going on. I do. Mm -hmm. Wires running all over the place. So it's good. Smoke. Mm -hmm. Little smoke bombs here and there. (laughs) Aha! Eureka! I found it. (sighs) Yes. The (laughs) International Silver String Submarine Submarine Band. Band. The Little Rascals. For our listeners out there who are who are under 40 probably don't remember the little rascals it's like when the engineer gets really frustrated and starts taking a hammer to the control desk oh so we're going to go back to playing some music we're now. we're going man. to go to the control desk and i do want to mention that steve has actually brought in a dj setup and he's doing a fabulous my, I- my ipad it, he's making it so easy for me it's 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 a wonderful thing you know what i tell you i'm easy I know. But I'm not cheap. I'm just easy. Steve comes in and he makes it happen. So, so the next, I'm going to play something from a band called The Victims. 
that uh, were out of New York, New Jersey, and uh, bass player, this guy, Steve Berman. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. And they got back together a few years ago. I saw them at the, uh, the club there in uh, Clifton mm -hmm. and uh, the Clash Bar. And they were oh, great. Right. And if anybody sees them around Manhattan or New Jersey, got to check them out. Are they still playing around? I think so. Oh, good. And the guitar player actually played with Robert Gordon for a while, too. Mm. So There's so much history around here. There I is. I love that you're bringing it up, Steve. You know, people think New Jersey. They think Bon Jovi, Whitney Houston, well, that's, the boss. Uh, that's, yeah, well, you know, that, that's what's what people find if they don't do any digging at all. Then there's the real <laughs> talent, Diane, like me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's why you're here. Right. My guest is Steve Zing, the real talent from New Jersey. <laughs> we are WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, WFMU.org, and... Here's the victims. Stay tuned.
returned steve zing is my guest and uh we got to give a shout out to felipe from chile Mm -hmm. and gianni and stefania from italy feliz navidad that's feliz navidad for the guy in chile oh oh, okay (laughs) (laughs) all right all right all right so that was, uh, is, is that new Danzig? That's old song? Danzig. Old Danzig. Wait, Gianni, I'm coming to visit you in Italy, just letting you know. I'm coming. You've been warned. I'm Steve coming. Zing, in the house, in Italy. Absolutely. All right, so then, so how old is this, uh, what record is this? Uh, that was from Danzig 4. Oh, I see. Yeah. And what else did we hear, Diane? We heard Mara's Drug. We heard, to heard Mara's Drug. With Adonai. That's right. Let's see. And, and the Mara's Drug, uh, you can, I put the link up to marasdrug.com, and, and apparently there's a Facebook space for you guys to somewhere, which I, I've been unsuccessful at tracking down. Um, and your record is available on iTunes, correct? It is. Yeah, we need to, got to push that a little bit here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't coming here for selfish reasons. I know. I just, you know. Steve says, I'm going to stop in. I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to do all the DJing, and you just sit there and cough. Hey, I'll come and do this for you anytime you want. All right. So my guest next week will be Steve Singh. <laughs> and then we heard uh, In the Doorway from the Misfits. And what collection that's off of? Static Age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> and what do you want to say about that? Why did you choose that? You said you wanted to. Oh, it. it was a great song that was only released when the Static Age album came out. It's always really good. Yeah, I mean, the Misfits have so much material. It, it, sometimes you hear five versions of one song, and then sometimes mm-hmm. something like that. Like, I've, I don't know if I've ever heard that. Yeah, great song. Indeed. And, uh, and then we started off with The Victims. Yep, great punk band. Yes. Yes. So now we're going to play something from a friend of mine. Oh. And she's from Philadelphia. Her name is Liana. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got a great punk band. What's the band? Liana. Okay. Can you spell that for me, sir? L-E-I-A-N-A. Nice. And uh, the title of this? Nothing. It's called equals Nothing. Equals you. Oh. Is but that, do I write the word equals or do I put no, it? No, you put the equal sign in there. Equal sign. Mm-hmm. So what other questions do we have? Um, I think... Cotton candy? Did that come up? Somebody did did tempt you with cotton candy. Um, You don't have to tempt me. You don't have to twist my arm. Yeah, so what's your thing with cotton candy? I love cotton candy. Mm -hmm. 
That's as one of much those. as Lodi Pizza and Hank's Franks. <laughs> and then there was another comment about a, a, a different pizza place in Lodi that Steve was That's not in Lodi. It's oh. not in Lodi. Okay. I don't even want to mention the name yeah, of the place. Yeah, we don't even want to. No, we don't even want to talk about that. Okay. Not as, necessary. As if it we doesn't I don't want to give them any, right. you know, I understand. Channels. I understand. Um, and... Let's play one song and we'll come back. All right. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Here we go. You ready, Diane? Uh, let me get this set up here. Press those buttons. I am ready now. Here we go. Thank you. Ah, uh, so we're back. Yes, we are. We are back. So, um, so you know, we we got to do shout outs because a lot of a lot of great fans out there, a lot of friends out there. There's Mike Birdman, Katie Burke, uh, there's Billy Weedo out there. He's listening in his car. Harry Seamus is listening from somewhere in a building in New York City while he's installing electrical circuits and things like that. Oh, I and, hope he's not gonna. And Lana Coffee and Claire O'Brien and. Uh, people all over the place. You have a you have a large fan base, Steve. Thank you for bringing them to uh, to to listen. Well, number one, you know everybody should continue to listen to WFMU ninety one point one or WFMU dot org, mm -hmm. and support Freeform Radio. And this is you know one of the only. This is the great station, and I, you, I know you guys have your fundraisers all the time and. And, uh, well, not all the time. Well, not all the time. We try not to have well, them all the you time. You have your record fair, which yep. unfortunately got canceled this year mm -hmm. from the storm, and you'll have it again in May, you said. And when you do have your fundraiser, when is that? In, usually it's in March or February. Everybody should give a dollar, five dollars, whatever you can afford, because this is one of, la one of the last great things in this area that really promotes bands and plays music that nobody else will play. And it's really important to people like me, and Marriage Drug, and and all the other bands out there that have that have gotten our start from the station. And it's very much appreciated that you're still doing it, and we appreciate your time, of you oh, doing this. Well, thank you. And you know, and Steve has been a uh, a friend of FMU for decades. Oh, it's, wow, that's it's weird. That sounds weird, <laughs> but I didn't say fifty years at least. You know, which is. Not not possible. But well, you will. I will. But you will. I will. At some point, I'll have you back after you've been a friend of FMU for 50 years. Oh. We'll, you know. And all we'll have to do then is just think what songs we want to play, and they'll just play. That's right. There won't be any button I'll pressing I'll be walking in here like with that. my cane. <laughs> oh, but thanks. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. And, it, and it's great to, to see, you know, bands who do support us actually know what's going on because a lot of the times we do have bands on and they sort of show up and somebody's invited them but they don't really know FMU or and they may or may not be from the area but when we had um, after after Sandy and and we had no power we weren't broadcasting for a while and and all that stuff we were hearing from people because I think the stream was up we were 
we were broadcasting maybe from the station manager's house and uh <coughs> and and doing what we could just to kind of keep radio going and and I think it frightened a lot of people, you know, especially who are internet listeners who are not even in the area here who didn't have any difficulties at all. It's like, wow, no FMU for two weeks. Yeah, it kind of sucks, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, and thanks for pointing to that. Well, we're <laughs> almost out of time. We are almost out oh, of time. Oh, this, is, this and sucks. I just, you know. Well, you know what? I want to go out with two songs. Okay. One song I want to dedicate to all the New Jersey punks by a, a band that uh, FMU knows really well called AOD. Oh, excellent. And, of course, the last song, which is one of my favorite bands of all time, The Damned. Nice. New Rose. Oh, good. Well, Steve, I just want to thank you, and I want to thank you, Dano, too, for being here. Um, and, you know, and everything that, that you're talking about, it's like you are so dedicated and the, just – I, I just love your sort of, I don't want to say like rise to anything because that sort of sounds like you've made it and it's over. But it's just, you know. We you haven't even started. We haven't scratched well, the surface. Well, and you, you immerse yourself in music and whatever there is to do. You, you know what? I love do. music. Yeah. It's in my family. It's in my blood. My brothers are listening, my sister and all that stuff. And yeah. We come from a musical background and, and you know what? The fans, of course, make it really easy to keep doing this mm. because it's not about money. And if we make some money, that's great. And we've made some money, and it, it's good. It's a great thing. That's w why we do things in life right. to live. But uh, it's not. It's not about that. It's just about having a great time. And when you get a reaction from the fans, that makes it even better. Right. It makes it more fulfilling. I'm a blessed for you. guy from Lodi, New Jersey, and thank you. And thank for you for your talent and and for you know for being on. FMU as often as you have and just for giving the world the music that you have too. Well I appreciate that. So what are we going to hear next? We're, We're going to hear out? Suburbia from AOD nice. and then The Damned. Nice. So my guest has been and, and he still will remain Steve Zing. He just won't be on the air here anymore. And uh Thank you so much. And in the future, yes. we're going to do this from Lodi Pizza. Yes, yes, we'll have to. Uh, we'll, we'll have to figure out what what, uh, what 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 things we have to go through to do to have that happen. You got it. Steve's buying. <laughs> I am. All right, stay tuned. Let's do it. Thanks. that wraps it up for today's podcast. Thank you to Lita Martinez for editing the podcast and to Liz Berg for all the other background work. We are WFMU.